Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Pastor Jim's desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application to our daily lives. Keeping our eyes focused on Jesus is not always easy in our busy world. If we aren't too busy to notice, we can learn and relearn this each year at Christmas time. That is the season we should focus on the miraculous works of God and His plan for the world. In the Bible, God often asks the question, is anything too hard for the Lord? Jesus himself said regarding the forgiveness of sins and eternal life, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. In Genesis 21, thousands of years before Jesus lived, we get the answers. Here's Pastor Jim concluding his message, a miraculous birth. So followers of Jesus have the forgiveness of sins. We have eternal life. We have access to hope and healing in this life. We know that we never walk through our trials alone without the Lord, without the power of God. So if you forward this to your miserable Christian friend, ask them this question, have you forgotten that? Or did you never really understand it? When Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you, I am always with you. Remember, we ended Matthew's gospel that way. I am always with you. That is reason for joy. You say, well, I still have problems. Yes, but you're not alone. You know, I, I, sometimes people think that when you're a pastor, you have all, you got like no problems. I have lots of problems. And then people call me with their problems. <laughs> That's okay. And then I hang up the phone. And I'm like, my Lord, now you got a problem. <laughs> I can't fix this. I can't fix this. First Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says this, First Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 8 and 9 who, talking about Jesus, will also confirm you. Another version says sustain you. Another says keep you. Another says strengthen you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ because you, because Jesus died on the cross and you responded in faith. And then he says this, verse 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Friend, if you're not a follower of Jesus, he's calling you right now. Right now, he's calling you. Now, remember, Sarah laughed and said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, Sarah knows the answer. Now, she knows the answer. You could picture Sarah probably, I get the impression she wasn't always the, the most joyful woman to be around. And you could picture people coming up to her and saying, oh, did you name him Abraham? No, I named him Laughter. Really? Why did you name him Laughter? And now, how excited was she to share the good news? Oh, it's, it's what God told Abraham to, to name him. You know, when, one time when, when God told Abraham we were going to have a son when we were very old, um, 
He laughed at what God said. But, but now see how my husband is? He couldn't wait for the eighth day to, to circumcise him. He couldn't, he couldn't wait. Nobody could talk him out of what we were going to name that boy. That little boy has made my husband a new man. And, and for me, she would say, my, I, I doubted God for years. And when I laughed at God, it was complete mocking. But, but now my mocking laughter is now the laughter of joy. But now it's also the laughter of a deeply rooted faith and trust in my God who keeps his promises. In another sense, Israel was born that day because the nation of Israel would come from Abraham, his son Isaac, and his son Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. A nation miraculously came into being that introduced God to the world and has miraculously survived to this day. But centuries later, through that family line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a greater miracle would happen. The king of kings would be born. The Lord of lords would be born. In between that time, over a thousand years later, the, uh, the prophet Isaiah would write this, Isaiah seven fourteen. therefore, this is 700 years before Jesus is born, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Matthew tells us in chapter one, that name means God is with us. God himself became a baby, became a man, same book, Isaiah, Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 700 years later, a young girl by the name of Mary, a poor girl, but a good girl, a girl who loved God. She was visited by an angel and she was told that she was going to have a son. She was betrothed or engaged, we might say, to be married to a man by the name of Joseph. And this angel promised her, your son will be great for he is an eternal king. And like Abraham and Sarah had waited, the people of God had waited a lot longer than they did for the arrival of this promised son, this Messiah. Interesting, Sarah, she, when she was told that she would have a son, she laughed in unbelief. Mary, she simply wondered she said to the angel, I've never known a man. 
How could I, how could I have a son? And the angel said, your child will be of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and your son will be the son of God. He won't have the nature of Joseph. He will be a son of, he will have the nature of God himself. He will be Emmanuel, God with us, God become a man. And then a couple of verses later, the angel says to Mary, Luke 137, for with God, nothing will be impossible. I wonder if Mary's mind raced to Abraham and Sarah. And she thought, he's right. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 and 47, this poor teenage girl, instead of laughing, responds with great joy. It says, and Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Some verses say proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Some say it's overflowing with praise. Verse 47, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. An angel goes to Joseph and says, hey, the girl that you're going to marry, she's pregnant. I know everybody else is going to laugh about it, but it is the Holy Spirit. But don't name him Joseph. He's God's son. You're the adopted father. I want you to name him Jesus. Yeshua, Joshua. What does that name mean? It means that Yahweh saves or the Lord is salvation. The angel told Joseph to name the boy that because Matthew 12, 21 says, for he will save his people from their sins. This boy will save his people from the judgment of God for their sins. So that is, that is the question of, of all eternity. Are you one of his people? Because if you are one of his people, it's as simple as, as turning to God, turning from your sin to God and putting your trust in Jesus instead of yourself. Your sins will be forgiven. You will be adopted by God. You will, be, you, you will inherit eternal life. The judgment of God will not come upon you. It's the simplest thing in the world. Are you one of his people that have been saved from their sins? You either are or you haven't been. It's that simple. You say, you're making me feel bad by telling me I'm a sinner. <laughs> you know something? <laughs> Again, when, you, when you're a Christian a longer time, you, you, you realize on the one hand, the fact that God loved you despite that you were a sinner, that you were a bigger sinner than you ever thought, but he loved you more than you ever thought. That just enlarges your soul and your heart. It's like a Grinch moment, right? A little heart just explodes. 
And then even being reminded that you are a sinner afterwards, you start to think, oh, I don't want to feel bad about myself. Oh, no, 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 no. That is God inviting you into more intimacy with him. He's saying, if you really want to experience me, you need the forgiveness of this sin and you need the power to stop doing it. Jesus brought the good news of the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, same thing to the world. He, he healed the sick. He died on the cross in your place, in my place for our sins. All we need to do is respond to him and say, I trust in you instead of myself. In that sense, this miraculous birth of Isaac set in motion the making of Abraham the father of many. He would be the father of many who would put their trust in Jesus and follow him. What a challenge to all of us this is. I, I, I wanted to do the whole chapter because this is interesting stuff, Lord willing, next week. But I couldn't help by being challenged by this one single question. How great is my God? How great is your God? Don't, don't answer the question. Take it home. Chew on it. Pray on it. Lie in bed awake tonight. Wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. God, how great are you in my mind? Not how great are you, but how great are you in my mind, in my heart, in my soul? For Abraham and Sarah, he is much greater now. But let us all remember, if you're a follower of Jesus, we have seen Jesus. If you're not a follower, that cross is empty because that tomb is empty, because he defeated death. And you too can see and know Jesus. Jesus was talking to the apostles and, and he was talking about, they thought that rich people were blessed by God and they were gonna be the people, you know, front line for heaven. And Jesus says, oh, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were confused they said, who can get in then? Do you know what Jesus said to them? With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Does that sound familiar? So, God says to Abraham and Sarah, with God, all things are possible. What is he saying? I can do a miracle. When the angel talks to Mary, what does he say? With God, all things are possible. What is he saying? God can do a miracle. When he says to the apostles, when they think it's impossible to get into heaven, what does Jesus say to them? I can do a miracle. We said of Isaac that he was born at the set time or the appointed time. Galatians 4.4 says of Jesus, but when the fullness of time had come, when the right moment came, God sent forth his son, that is so important. He sent him. Read through the Gospel of John and notice how many times the word sent is in there. He was sent. Jesus was a man on a mission. The God-man on a mission. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. 
You see, all of this points to the supernatural. And if God with Isaac began his people in a supernatural way, if God's son came into the world in a supernatural way, then guess what? He has made you his son, his daughter, his follower in a supernatural way. That would mean that every single one of us who are true followers of Jesus have been born of the supernatural. And remember this, sin and death have no power over you. The grave will not hold you. Interesting, we said in Romans 4 that Abraham and Sarah felt that they were humanly dead to produce a child, to bring about new life. But the resurrection of Jesus shows us that God can bring about brand new life. In John chapter 3, Jesus was speaking to one of the most well-known religious teachers uh, and religious leaders of all of Israel, a man by Nicodemus in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus is like, what are you talking about? Jesus is amazed. You don't, you're, You're the premier teacher in Israel and you don't know this? What does he mean unless one is born again? Born again is not a political party. Born again is something that needs to happen to someone. And if it happens, it's very clear. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Unless someone undergoes a miraculous, supernatural birth of the Holy Spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. We are all born once, but only God can perform the miraculous, making us born again for eternal life in heaven. That, my friend, if you do not believe yet, that is what Jesus Christ is offering you today. He is offering you not only the forgiveness of sins, but he is offering you eternal life in heaven. We are not born heaven bound and then mess it up and then God decides maybe to send us somewhere else. We need to be adopted into the family of God. We need to be born again. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. You will not see the kingdom of heaven. And I could imagine over the years, maybe Abraham said to God, maybe you're saying to God, God, what are you waiting for? And maybe today God is saying to you, I'm actually waiting for you. You're not waiting for me. I'm waiting for you. Abraham, I'm waiting for you. Sarah, I'm waiting for you. Plug your name in. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to 
stop trying to obtain my promises without me. I'm waiting for you to turn to me, to come to me, and I'm waiting for you to believe. Not in your head, but to believe what I say, that the way you get to heaven is to be born again, is to put your trust in Jesus. Now, some of you might object right now. A lot of people in the area in which we live would object. I was raised in a church that said, you, you, you get to heaven, you get saved by good works. People say that to me. I know you good evangelical types, you want to jump down their throat. No! I always go, well, sort of. It's just not your good works. <laughs> it's Jesus' good works. It's his perfect life that he lived in your place. It's his punishment on the cross for your sins that he took in your place. And to make sure that God was pleased with the sacrifice and that Jesus had done well, he rose him from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of God and now and will return as judge. So if you put your trust in him, you respond to what he did. That's how you get to heaven. The good news is that God created us told us how to live. How did we do? We didn't do so well, did we? We failed. But God in his great love sent Jesus to do everything right that we couldn't do that whoever would trust in him would be miraculously born again. That the spirit of God would, would bring their spirit to life and come to live inside of you. No wonder people laugh in unbelief because they don't see it. I mean, they laughed at Jesus on the cross. They thought it was a comedy show. That's until they see, until God opens your eyes, and maybe he will for someone today. And when you realize that he keeps all of his promises to his kids, and once you realize that he keeps all of his promises, and once you trust in him and you become what the scripture calls a new creation in Christ, you can now laugh with overwhelming joy. You know, this last year, we're not laughing like we used to. But we should be able to laugh with overwhelming joy because even as we venture into the unknown, even though we have no idea what is coming next, we can know that we are never, ever, ever, ever alone. Never alone. But don't delay, friend. 
Like Abraham, you can't achieve a miraculous birth on your own. You can't put in substitutes. You can't say, well, but what about my servant? What about my, what about, you know, the son I had from, from the other woman? People go, I would never do that. But people do it all the time. Oh, but my grandmother prayed the rosary every night. Oh, but, 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 but my aunt was a nun. Two for me. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't do that. It only comes from trusting the Lord Jesus and having received the deliverance of God from the penalty of your sin and the power that sin has over you, God calls you to this, to continue to trust him and to continue to obey and to joyfully watch God keep his promises in your life. Thank you for spending the last half hour with Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Changed by Love is designed to help you deepen your relationship with Christ no matter where you are in your journey. Teaming with Changed by Love financially makes it possible to reach thousands, many more than you and I could reach on our own. We are stronger together than we could ever be apart. Please consider a generous gift today. Give safely and securely online at changedbyloveradio.org. You'll find our address there, too, if you'd rather send a check. You can always reach us by phone at 862-217-9686. It takes a team to encourage thousands. You and Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney. changedbyloveradio.org.